And we start the week on Culture File with a new inclusion on Paddy Woodworth's not entirely mythical bookshelf of essential writing about the natural world. This time the author is the Pope, officially, as Paddy Woodworth explains this time in The Naturalist Bookshelf. I never expected to have a papal encyclical on my bookshelf, much less one dedicated to the climate and biodiversity crises. And then I was invited to contribute a chapter to a book, Laudato Si and the Environment, Pope Francis Green Encyclical, edited by Robert McKim. And I found myself plunged into a fascinating, often admirable, but, in my view, flawed piece of work. On the upside, it's certainly welcome that a conservative world leader from a religious tradition that has often been lethally hostile to science unequivocally accepts the evidence from climate and biodiversity experts that our current economic model of barely regulated capitalism is destroying our own future and that of many other species. I think it's also significant that Pope Francis thinks that this matters, both for the sake of humanity and because he ascribes great value to the natural world in itself, precisely because it is, in his view, created lovingly by a loving God. And he understands very well that it is the world's poor who are already suffering most from climate change and biodiversity loss. He repeatedly and movingly links what he calls the cry of the earth to the cry of the poor. Now, perhaps today, for people in the mainstream religious traditions in Ireland, it may not seem at all remarkable that a Christian leader should care at least a little about these things. In fairness, my Protestant parents certainly brought me up to think that we held the natural world in some kind of stewardship and should look after it well. But I had a rude shock when I encountered an American evangelist while travelling in Georgia in 2002. He told me bluntly that what you environmentalists don't get is that there is nothing nothing to be done for this little old world until Jesus comes again. In other words, it seemed to him, Christians can, and even should, rape and pillage this fallen paradise as much as they like to turn a righteous prophet, or right up to the moment of the second coming, when everything will be made all right again. This twisted vision is a very real enabler of global environmental destruction, from Trump's USA to Bolsonaro's Brazil. And on the Catholic side, Father Sean McDonough, the veteran Irish environmentalist, told me that when he began to campaign against reckless deforestation in the Philippines in the 1970s, he initially encountered strong opposition from his local bishops. However, he did, he's a most persuasive man, turn them round. I was more surprised to learn that on his return to Ireland in the 1980s, he found Catholic intellectuals and even anti-poverty activists often utterly baffled by his insistence that love of God and love of nature go hand in hand. But McDonough has done all he can to open Catholic eyes in this area since then. And indeed, it is he who contributed a great deal of the scientific information to Laudato Si. He admits, with an amused twinkle, to being pleasantly surprised that not a line of it was cut by Vatican censors. So I find a great deal to applaud in this encyclical, but I did find some points problematic. On a theme that has often arisen in the naturalist bookshelf, 
I was struck by what I see as the Pope's naivety about the darker side of nature. All creatures, Pope Francis says without qualification, exist to express the glory and the love of God. He seems completely untroubled by the questions that disturb Annie Dillard in Pilgrim at Tinker's Creek or William Blake in The Tiger. Does the lava of a parasitic wasp eating a caterpillar alive from the inside out really reflect divine love? I'd like to ask the caterpillar's opinion on that one. I'm also unconvinced by the Pope's attempts, brave and sincere as they patently are, to find a cogent, consistent environmentalist narrative revealed in the Bible itself. It's just not there, I think. But I was much more disappointed by how toothless the Pope's calls to action are, especially to his own church, where he wields immense ideological and institutional power. I wish his heartfelt elegance alone could change the world, but I fear it won't. Compare the tone of this encyclical to Humani Vitae's 1960s polemic against contraception. The latter didn't hesitate to give believers orders about their most intimate behaviour. For good or ill, many Catholics obeyed them. In contrast, Laudato Si' is all about asking people to please, please, please change their ways. And sadly, the evidence of the last seven years is that most Catholics are ignoring this plea. One bishop told me wryly that the encyclical had had more impact on secular universities than within the church. So, against all my libertarian and even anti-clerical instincts, I can't help wishing that just this once, Pope Francis had been a tiny bit more authoritarian. Paddy Woodworth's latest inclusion on the Naturalist Bookshelf there. And don't forget to check out our recent Naturalist Bookshelf Live from the National Botanic Gardens with lots of other great book choices from Paddy and his special panel. That and many other treats are available when you subscribe to the Culture File podcast feed. Details on the Lyric site.